Blog Talk Radio. What's up, wrestling world? How's it going? You really want me to emphasize how to scare an audience? I really can do that. But see, what would scare an audience away, even though it was ranked among the top of the segments, which I don't know how that should What am I referring to, folks? It's Monday. And we will get to Off the Rails Uncensored later on, <clears throat> but um, Jesus Christ. Rana, Rusev, most talked about segment for the wrong reason. I don't know how many Christmas carols can fix this shit, but you know. Anyways, I will get to that later, but we must as a group, as a whole, discuss TakeOver War Games and Survivor Series this past weekend in the Allstate Arena in Chicago, Illinois. But also, folks, welcome one half of the lady co-host, the alternate co-host, the awesome co-host, whatever you want to – my consistent co-host, Lady Lynn. From Southgate, Michigan, ladies and gentlefolk, please welcome my co-host. Hey, B-Train, what's happening, bro? Well, you know, a lot's been happening, man. A lot. And this weekend is the precursor, I guess, to, well, WrestleMania 35, which has been heavily promoted, which I don't blame. Uh, NXT Takeover War Games. Let's let's take a gander at that. Now, granted, you know, there's a kickoff show. Um, did not really pay attention, uh, you know, except for the predictions and stuff that were to go along with it. So, first and foremost, they started right out the gate with the women's war games match, and uh, a lot of interesting stuff actually happened at war games. And um, I will say this. I was impressed that Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae, they pulled off the improbable, the impossible (laughs) victory against Baszler, Bianca Belair. Might as well have been uh, Dakota Kai because she did help out. Oh, Kaylee Ray. Uh, who else? Okay, so before we begin, folks, the rules of war games are as follows. 
one member of each team starts out against one member of the other team. Whoever has the advantage, so on and so forth, gets the um, advantage. And then the match actually starts once all the members are inside the cage. You cannot leave the cage. If you do, and both both feet hit the floor, your team is automatically disqualified and you lose. You can only win by pinfall or submission, and anything goes. So, War Games 2019 from the Allstate Arena. Ah, man, the electricity in the in the air in the Allstate Arena. I, for one, appreciate it, it was the first women's uh, War Games match in history. And just WCW couldn't do it. So, I was excited, Lady Lynn, to say least. I want to get your thoughts um, on what you thought and how the match was uh, going, the way it looked. It looked grim for Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae, but I want your take on the match in its entirety. On the match overall? Oh, man. Oh, what a match. First and foremost, I have to say, what a match. For the first ever war games, uh, they pulled out all the stops. They didn't hold back. They didn't go. I'll tell you one thing that surprised the crap out of me, B-Train, and that was when Dakota Kai, the captain of Team Six, turned around and savagely attacked Susan Knox the way she did. And that reduced Team Ripley's numbers by half. And I thought for sure Team Baszler was a shoe-in at that point. But you talk about an upset victory. Rhea Ripley pulling off Rip Pride on Shayna Baszler like that? Oh. 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 And people say NXT's not interesting. I'd like to meet these people. And I'd like to show them that match. A definite, you know, shock because of all the talent that was uh, accumulated on Team Baszler. And there was a few malfunctions at the junction. As Mauro Ronello, I wish that your voice did not have damage to it. Uh, because me and you at Survivor Series, Michael Cole did okay. It wasn't the greatest of all jobs on commentary by him. He gets criticized for a lot of reasons, folks. Yes, you know, one fuck up here, one fuck up there. If we were on live air, what would we do type thing? I tell you what we would do. Uh, For those of us who studied in professional wrestling and didn't, you know, we keep learning. That's the thing. But you have got to write that shit down on a fucking index card, man. How many years have you been in the business and you screw up? Well, specifically, a few people that you were thinking – Okay, Randy Orton, you know, and Ricochet are two different people, and you messed up those names. But I'll get to that later. Let's stick with NXT because that's positive, right? And the match, you know, War Games, it was amazing. So you have Pete Dunne, Damian Priest, and Killian Dane, and the winner would get a shot at Adam Cole at Survivor Series. So... You want to talk about back and forth match between the men? I think Pete Dunn 
did a phenomenal job. So did Damien Priest. So did everyone. And um, it was very – you didn't know who was going to win. I thought, you know, Damien Priest would have been the for sure upset choice, you know, Monster Factory product, uh, Punishment Martinez. But – but – big but – Pete Dunn and Adam Cole have always put on a good show, and I think, in my humble opinion on that match, you know, wow, like always, you know, NXT does not disappoint. Okay, so Lady Lynn and I are going to collabo on this review. Finn Balor beat Matt Riddle. I'm sorry, that was kind of the weakest match on the card. There's nothing against. It's nothing against Riddle. It's nothing against Balor, but. I don't, I don't know. It seemed like Balor carried Riddle the entire match. It, it's maybe it's uh, they're not used to each other. No, um, I just think there's something a bit off about it. And it wasn't to t- like I said, it wasn't to take away from Riddle. There was nothing to take away from Balor. I just don't think they captivated the audience, and that's basically what it boiled down to. I mean, 1916 DDT? Oh, my God. So, CBS gave this a, that match a B plus. Let me... I give it a C or a D. Lady Lynn, I don't know about you grade-wise on the match, but that match was not up to the level of holy shit or up to the level of, okay, I'd like to see this again. Maybe they can do a better job the second time around, but for for me and my observation of it, no. No, see, Trade, that match was, well, I guess I won't say completely one-sided, but it it seemed at a few points like it was one-sided, and it's like, uh, hey, there's two competitors in the ring. Uh, Why are we doing it like this? And to be completely honest with you, I kind of lost interest in a bit, and I started looking for, um, I started looking at my personal tablet, looking for drawing apps, something to keep me stimulated so I could make it through the rest of the pay-per-view. Um, yeah, I mean, Riddle versus Balor was not the match that you would want to go back and watch in the network and be like, Okay, I, I would you know want to see this match and I can so I can isolate it and break it down. I'm not I am not a film editor and I am not a professional producer. I am a fan and as a fan that match was not the greatest. Some may disagree. You know what? We all have um, we all have our set take on a match. My heart was like, eh, I'm not, I'm not, my heart's not going thump, 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 thump. It's going, Jesus Christ, I need defibrillators to keep me fucking awake, okay? The match was okay. It told, it told a story how, I don't know. It told the story that Finn Balor doesn't fuck around and that he can beat Matt Riddle. There. That's the story. Other than that, no, I do not want to see it again. Uh, and personally speaking, they need to build it up a little bit more. They built it for three weeks. That's enough time for a build. And then the final payoff. Yikes. If that was the payoff, um, 
I mean, I need Where to get, I get a uh, better pillows because my neck is fucking killing me from that match. Um, oh, yeah. Men's War Games. So, okay. Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Donovan Dijakovic, and Kevin Ill. Surprisingly, folks, there's a fourth member on that team, from Team Ciampa, versus the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. No one expected to see Mr. One of the Mount Rushmore's of NXT, Kevin Owens. I say Mount Rushmore's, folks. There's Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, Shinsuke Nakamura, Adam Cole. Um, no, I don't have the Bay Bay effects, dude. But I do have a review, which is what a wrestling podcast is for. That's what podcasts are for. Through good times, through bad times, we'll be watching wrestling forevermore. Okay. So, you want to talk about crazy shit? I don't think War Games is ever going to disappoint us, Lady Lynn. I don't. In my wildest imagination, I don't ever see War Games being a disappointment. I see it being it trying to one-up itself every year. I have to agree with you on that one, B-Train. War Games to NXT takeovers is like WrestleMania to main roster, so maybe I shouldn't say that, but it's kind of the truth because War Games is what we NXT fans look forward to throughout the entire year, you know, four other takeovers, three or four other takeovers, and War Games is the one everyone wants to see. Nobody wants to miss. And for good reason. I mean, the excitement from beginning to end, I mean... Chompa's team literally held their own three-on-four, you know. And Donovan Dina, or Dijakovic, I mean, that dude, he not only sent one guy through to Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, but I keep telling my friend, BJ, if you're listening, watch the black and gold brand. Why? Because they are not, if not always consistent by entertaining the fucking masses and that is why this war games it may not have been on the level of when it was Pete Dunn the Viking Raiders or the War Raiders back then you know and the 4 on 4 match with Undisputed Era which they seem to always add flavor if you will folks you need I don't know if you would call them the villains. They are because of their ego, but (laughs) they boo them and cheer them at the same time. I mean, no wonder Daniel Bryan walks around or walked around for a whole month and a half calling fans fickle. But that's besides the point. Um, I from bell beginning bell to end, you know, when the match started, and then you just had an unbelievable set. Of action, you know, Champa. He just tosses Adam Cole into the table, but Adam Cole 
I guess, set up against the barricade instead of the steel girder. Uh, smart dude. Smart move, Adam Cole. Uh, I thought for sure that Undisputed was going to, you know, come out with a victory because it's four on three. But then Kevin Owens' music hits, and you're like, dear God, is Kevin Owens going to join NXT? Is he going to do this for a one-night-only thing? I was just happy to see the big man. I was very happy. I mean, Undisputed is now 0-2 in the last two years at uh, War Games. They won their very first one I was at. Roderick Strong was on the opposite end, folks. Um, War Games is not for the faint at heart. And, And this 2019 War Games, the men's match and the women's match, you want to set the bar for professional wrestling even though they're like oh well AEW had a a death match between Moxley and Omega not to take away from them but dude the air raid suplex or the air raid slam off the top of the cage that is 30 feet in the fucking air and he just it's like a bomb how symbolic an air raid Suplex off the fucking top of the cage. On top of that, they landed safe onto a fucking table. And you know what? I'm glad that the outcome was the way it is because they saved themselves for Survivor Series. And we're going to segue into that. But before we do, I'm going to hit a bit of the advertisements. If you would like to join a professional wrestling school, look no further than Monster Factory located in Paulsboro, New Jersey. For more information, go to www.monsterfactory.org. Do not email the office. There is a perfectly good phone number where you can reach the owner, the trainer, and coach at the world-famous Monster Factory. Again, for more information... You can email, but I wouldn't suggest during certain times. I would say, you know, if you would like to become a professional wrestler, invest in yourself. Make sure that you, you know, attend every single day because what's come out of Monster Factory? Matt Riddle, Punishment Martinez, or Damian Priest, Sheamus, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson. The list goes on. Invest in yourself and become a professional wrestler, announcer, ring announcer, whatever you want. Female wrestler, male wrestler. Again, invest in yourself and fight a great, great fight and become a professional wrestler today by going and attending the world-famous Monster Factory, among the top-rated wrestling schools in all the United States and the world. That's why it's world famous. Again, monsterfactory.org. If you need any more information, check out the number. It's located on the website. It's even located on the vehicle for Monster Factory. Okay, folks. I don't know. This is up to you. But if you do decide, if you want to join the WWE Network, Lady Lynn, would you like to tell the audience across the world, listening across the UK, Latvia, Indonesia, UK, United States, and various other countries listening to this awesome show, how they can join WWE Network. 
Therapy Chain. If you would like to sign up for WWE Network, go to WWE.com, click on Network, and sign up for your free account. First month is free for new subscribers. After that, you can pay $9.99 per month with a credit card or debit card. However, if you do not have a credit or debit card, or you prefer not to send them online, pick up a preloaded WWE Network card from the following retailers, your local Walmart, CVS, Pharmacy, Dollar General, GameStop, 7-Eleven, Best Buy, and other retailers where gift cards are available. Yes, folks, if you need any more information, I'd visit the website if I was you because, well, (laughs) here's the deal. WWE Network does not come cheap, and I say that nicely because, you know, $9.99. But if you want the preloaded card, you get more benefits. And, okay. Um, <laughs> how do I put this? Um, there's a lot of benefits you can get from it. And you can watch ICW now, Ring of Honor. You can watch New Japan, old matches with CM Punk. Uh, there's several things you can do, folks, and it's not that uh, I'm babbling just to save time, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, I still have Survivor Series that I have to review and Monday Night Raw. And what better way to kick this off by telling you all, we're kicking it old school, and we're going to keep continue kicking it old school, just the reverse of the intro. Music-wise, I do not own the rights to uh, CM Punk's entrance of the home, nor do I own the rights to the song "By Living Color, Cult of Personality, and Cult of Personality Re-Recorded. Again, so the next, the following content has and contains expletive language. If you have minors in your audience listening on headset, I suggest you take those headphones off, tell them to go in the other room. If they repeat any of the content on my show, I am not responsible for what happens to them and policies of teachers taking action against your uh, lovely child who has a potty mouth like me. Okay? So in other words, do not repeat what I fucking say. Two, Off the Rails Uncensored is a copyrighted podcast. EST, no, not Bianca Belair, EST, March 7th, 2016, Off the Rails Uncensored was was ordained and copyrighted. And guess what? If you reproduce any likeness thereof, of Off the Rails Uncensored as a title or try to make it your own podcast show, you will be sued and fined $45 for every time you have used the words or phrase of the show podcast titled Off the Rails Uncensored. All right, folks, buckle the fuck up. It's time to get this party started. It's my music ticket. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. 
it wasn't a terrible match. It wasn't, you know, I, I can't believe they put this one on. It was, a, it was a definite, wow, he kicked out of the flying knee. And he also kicked out of the yes kick, you know, the fun in the finale. But um, very good match back and forth. Anyways, Rey Mysterio mentally prepares. Really, they have that as part of the review. Um, so I mentally repaired, or prepared myself for this podcast to fuck up and not only do that, but fuck up my relationship with you all. My apologies. So, like Lewis Black would say, thank you and good night. There's nothing I can do but fuck up our relationship. Uh, let's see what else. Okay, so he mentally prepares himself. Yeah, well, we all mentally prepare ourselves to hold in a fart in front of our friends, even though the fart comes out our ass, you know. He mentally prepared himself. Whoopty fucking do. Um, then Survivor Series elimination match. Let's move on to that match. Roman Reigns defeated Keith Lee, you know, sole survivor. That was, you know, that was a good, and, you know, I, I'm proud of NXT. Maybe next year they'll beat the men, you know, and maybe the women might take the L, but you know what? I'm proud of the black and gold brand all over the joint. So the Shield worked together. Uh, former Shield members Seth Rollins and and uh, Roman Reigns. So they're missing a third, and he's an AEW. I think that that line, that story, kind of uh, was you know was running to the ground just a little too much. Anyway, so try to get him up for powerbomb. Keith Lee just comes out of nowhere and obliterates him. I'm surprised that Keith, you know. Keith Lee and Roman Reigns, Roman and him gained, you know, they had a respect fist bump type thing. Cool. So that was that. Um, Lesnar, oh, jeebus. Um, I'm going to get to this right right here, right now. Uh, Lesnar beat the shit out of Rey Mysterio for this title. But uh, on Monday Night Raw, this is what bugs the fuck out of me, is so he loses a championship opportunity to face Brock Lesnar because you don't have rematch clauses. But the very next night, you're going to give him the United States Championship opportunity? I guess, you know, it's a mediocre title at best, and I love Ray to death, but, dude, there's got to be a time in your career where you start doubting, you start questioning, and that's not healthy. Just trying to help you out here, man. I get they gave it they gave it a B plus. Okay. Uh no. I I am disagreeing with this fucking review of anything. Ah uh, yes, the main event for uh, the event was the women, so it was Bailey versus actually Funbags versus the man versus um Baszler. And glad she did not tap out Becky because that probably would have set the crowd in the wrong direction mental capacity-wise. Um, I'm glad they placed her in the match, Shayna, because Bailey and Becky, they could have easily covered for you know lack there of what's been on their show. So um, I don't know, guys. You want my honest opinion on every single match? Uh, 
Survivor Series was okay. It just didn't really live up to what it was on paper. What we saw, you know, promotional-wise, but speaking of paper, I think it's time that I review Monday Night Raw. Actually, not I think. I know what I'm going to review, and it is the chore of watching three hours of wrestling. cannot believe they made and Lady Lynn do this. So... Okay, WWE Raw results. Okay, I okay. Wow. So Monday Night Raw Town Hall AOP interrupts main event, the change and more. So. Seth Rollins basically had a town hall speech. And, oh, jeez. The CM Punk chance had begun. He did say, I may come back, I may not, but I don't think I'd like to do that right now. And it's like, okay, so here's the thing. I think... It's great that Raw loves to start off the fucking night with a town hall meeting. And it's like, I don't think you get it. I I would hope and pray that if we had a town hall meeting, it would be interrupted, right? No. And as I'm messaging someone from Instagram, let me just explain. Raw isn't a terrible show. It just happens to be a show in which makes us all want to throw corned beef at the fucking TV. Or bacon or corn or whatever sticks to the TV because it was terrible, okay? He dresses the roster at ringside and then they responded with, you suck. And then he said, I'm trying to steer the ship. Well, the ship was about sinking, you know, it's about to sink. And hit the floor, it was hitting an iceberg with Rollins' promo. So, okay. Rollins blasted Ray Mysterio, okay. Go ahead. Nice Titanic analogy there, B-Train. Well, because honestly... If you're going to start off the show in Town Hall, yeah, drag everyone out. Talk briefly because you're about to lose your audience. If you're like, okay, well, I addressed everyone that fucked up the night before. So Charlotte and Becky should have been included in that list too. But I guess you can want to save that for the, you know, for the honeymoon, right? We're not going to get into that personal shit, but, uh, Seth Rollins was actually looking upset. Caruso asked him a question. He was just trying to get Raw back on the same page. You do not motivate people by, you know, yelling them. But if by happenstance, I'll get to this soon, sooner than later. Okay. <clears throat> Lashley versus Titus O'Neil. 
Yeah, no, folks. I'm sorry. No. Lashley, you know, is a great competitor. He's very athletic. It's just he bores me to tears. He's not the type of competitor that I would want to watch over and over and over again. I'm not talking about in-ring, but on the mic, listening to him is like uh, trying to say, nails on a chalkboard do not make a fucking definite bad frequency noise. And also, so Rusev comes in the ring after he had gotten told by some Joe Schmo, or, by the way, you have a restraining order. So it takes to Rusev being the fuck out of Lashley, and then he almost would have put him through the house table, and then they arrested him. Okay, whatever, whatever, folks. So that match in that segment fucking blows ass. The Authors of Pain uh, versus Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Do you, you see why I say this is a fucking chore? Why? Why is this? Okay, so Authors of Pain, the Abba Jabba brothers, or cousins, or whatever they are, they came back, Abba Jabba. And I will say that nicely. They speak Romanian or whatever the fuck they speak. And I am all up for language, dude. I'm not a racist. I'm just telling you. He, the way they were speaking and it was being translated makes me want to say, just wrestle. You guys are big dudes. You look badass. Whatever. Okay, so AOP won. Big shocker there. Andrade versus Akira Tozawa. So we're shaking things up in that aspect. So Andrade won the match because probably Zelina interfered. Alistair. Okay, so Buddy Murphy, what the, why? Okay, boring. Matt Hardy, way. Matt Hardy versus Buddy Murphy. Matt Hardy's back there. Okay, that's cool. Um, <laughs> Buddy Murphy? Buddy Murphy? What? In the blue hell? What crack pipe has Michael Hayes and, and Dana Warrior been smoking? Also, I'm not going to pin the blame on Brian James. That dude's badass. You know, if you remember Road Dog and, and the other DX members, that dude's pretty cool. But I wonder who the fuck was writing the shit that Buddy Murphy beat Matt Hardy for. What, the, what in the actual fuck is going on here? Um, Buddy Murphy is very talented, but it's like, you know, it's supposed to be Humberto Carrillo versus AJ Styles, and then there's interference, and then there was a fatal four-way. McIntyre, Baron Corbin, no, no, Baron Corbin, SmackDown Live. Uh, see, Raw put me to sleep so bad, I'm thinking of the other roster, so, yeah. <laughs> then, you know, following the gauntlet match... They basically had to wrestle another match, and the winner, though, that is. And it was Rey Mysterio. Okay, they did have Humberto Carrillo versus AJ Styles. What do you fucking do? I'm not going to report that. Nope. There's a lot of interference. McIntyre had Carrillo fighting back, but didn't matter. Um, Randy Orton. 
if I'm not mistaken, uh, Ricochet, and then Rey Mysterio. So there's a fatal four-way. Winner would get the opportunity to face AJ Styles for the United States Championship. Guys, I don't know whether to laugh, cry, mow the lawn, uh, cut someone's hair, even though I have no experience whatsoever. There's just a lot of shit that comes to mind at this match. Uh, Rey Mysterio, not in the main event, but um, he ended up facing AJ, and then Randy ended up crossing AJ Styles an opportunity because of what the OC did prior to that. Anyway, so, uh, okay, a new United States champion, Rey Mysterio. Oscar versus Charlotte Flair. Oscar's going to win this war every time, folks. Every time. Eric Rowan defeats Kyle Roberts. Um, so he beat a local. whoop de do. Uh, okay, Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Now, this is the bread and butter of Monday Night Raw. Okay, so by disqualification, AOP beat Kevin Owens' ass. And I, I'm going to say it, I've fallen asleep the last few weeks watching Raw. Not simply because their product is bad, but because if you keep on doing what you're doing as a whole, as a show, it's not really going to do you any favors because the audience wants to be, one word, entertained. And if you keep constantly force-feeding Lana and Rusev down our throats, then we will just promptly turn the channel to Monday Night Football or Nickelodeon or as Lady Lynn did, picked her nose, played, you know, jacks, tiddlywinks, checkers, chess, Chinese checkers, uh, backgammon, uh, outburst, Pictionary, <laughs> hangman, tic-tac-toe. I mean... She also played uh, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego, uh, Pokemon. Let's see here. She played on her Nintendo Switch. She played Mario Kart. She played. There was just a lot of things that Lady Lynn was doing that's not questionable. But. <laughs> it's just so much shit. That Monday Night Raw needs to fix, and there's it's not that it's a problem. It's the people that are putting this shit together beforehand and thinking, this must entertain the crowd. I don't think that what you see is entertaining. I think what you see is complete and utter bullshit. That's the phrase, what you see is what you get comes to mind there, B-Train. Well, also, it's like, well, what would you have done, you know, if if you had the opportunity to create a Monday Night Raw? Oh, I'll tell you what I would do. The only promo that I would have 
would probably be something like this. If there was a reason for a promo, I would do it. I would have done the Seth promo a little bit differently. I would have had them surrounded the ring. I would have pulled each superstar in the ring and said, you know, hey, you guys need to do this, you need to do that. He motivated Ray to win the title. I don't think Waller got that totally correct. I think Ray was motivated because he wanted uh, to win a championship after his complete debauchery with Lesnar. It wasn't no disqualification, but and you got how many? How much does Ray Mysterio have left? That's hard to say, D Train. How much does Ray Mysterio have left in the tank? It's it's anyone's guess, but uh, just to be fair, it was a decent. It was a hard fought match, so. It was a hard part match, but honestly, dude, after a gauntlet match, he's going to be 100%. Like, I don't fucking believe it. Like, okay. That's like a basketball player or a football player enduring, you know, a really tough game and coming back the next week and being completely flawless. Like, there's, it's not impossible. I'm not saying that AJ Styles wasn't good enough competition for Ray. But the question looms, you know, you look at the stat sheet for Rey Mysterio. He's won multiple championships, including the Cruiserweight Championship, the WCW Championship, um, the World Heavyweight Championship. And and it's just like, okay, what other accolades um, can Rey Mysterio get? And sure enough, folks, he wins the United States Championship. That's as annoying as the Kansas City Queeps. And yes, I use the football as an analogy. Because like Patrick Mahomes, Ray is hurt. But the fucker is so stubborn, he will stay in until he has a broken spirit. Well, Ray, I applaud you. He's 44 years old. Do you know how old that is in cat years? Do you, folks? Hmm. Ray Mysterio times nine. Shall we, folks? Hmm. He is 396 years old. Holy shit, that's old. In cat years. I mean, meow, your heart's content. He's and there, I, but... he's still killing it, but you know, the well, question is, folks, what happens when a football player or anybody tries to push through injury? Nothing good comes of it. I'm just saying, I like Ray. I watched him as growing up as a kid, you know, in WCW. But um. I just got to say, it's nothing against Ray's career. It's just, 
I'm not in the fucking mood to see Rey Mysterio win championship, and we know his title defenses are not going to be meaningful. I mean, come on, that's like George Foreman coming out of retirement and saying, I can still punch the dude out, you know, right in the face, and it won't fucking matter because, you know, I'm old. After all, you know, I can I can win another championship and then proceeds to get knocked the fuck out by whomever is the, you know, modern-day fighting boxing champion. And it's just annoying, annoying that people are saying, well, Ray did a great job. Don't you feel optimistic? No, I feel like fucking flipping you off all in the face. He lost, forgive me, for being the pessimist in this situation, but he did lose a a title match against Brock Lesnar. And he was supposed to be set up to win that match. Imagine, you know, his son did a five-star frog splash. Not uh, Rob Van Dam style, but Eddie style. And that was huge. The fact that there was a lot of emotion in the ring tonight when he won the championship, you know, from AJ Styles with an assist from Randy Orton. It was a big deal. However... If you're 44 years old, does that have any restriction on your wrestling ability? No. It has something to do with the fact that he's injury prone, and we all know this. So if Ray disappears for three months, how the hell do you expect him to defend the championship? That's just <clears throat> that's bad fucking timing. And... I don't know how else to word this, but not only in the Rey Mysterio championship situation not working, it's going to backfire if you don't be careful. And he knows that he's he's doing good health-wise. But I, for the love of God, you guys, not only the Rey Mysterio, but... I'll say, you know, as a repeat, maybe to get it through your thick skulls. Uh, Lana Rousseff, no. Please don't. Uh, I'm fine, but thanks for asking. And they kept saying what after what she said, not because of her fake phony fading in and out accent, but because she's just... I don't know. Maybe she flunked in NXT... And that's why they're trying to give her a second reprieve. I'm just trying to take... I'm grasping for straws, people. It's like trying to watch a soap opera that you don't want to watch. And you say to yourself, if I wanted to watch this, I would watch this on daytime television. Okay? And as far as squash matches goes, please quit doing that. Why not give... Ryder and Hawkins, some actual fucking talent. And they're like, why authors of pain? They're just badasses who need to stay badasses. That's it. Okay? And I'm not, like I said, I am only the pessimist in certain situations and I'm just going to say it. uh, With eight minutes left, there needs to be a balance 
and professional wrestling. Like, it's all on the weighing scale right now, and it's outweighing every single fucking thing. Undisputed, you know, it's predominant in that. AJ Styles lost the championship tonight. So you want to change up and be less predictable. I get it because AEW, which I'm going to review anyways, even though they're not on one of the taglines. You've got your Omega, you've got your Pac, you've got your Jericho, you've got several people in AEW. What's lacking? A fucking women's division. But, you know, that's just me. I I notice things, I observe, and I report. And what I'm going to report to you next sounds something like this. It's the same old shtick of telling WWE they should do this, they should do that. When eventually they'll figure out when the seats are tarped off after the fucking fact that Lana... Caning attention, non-attention, bad attention, negative... No, I don't know how to put this. Actually, I do. Can we please kill this with a ladder match and have, if the winner gets the briefcase, you know, then if Lashley wins, he gets to sign furthermore restrictions on Rusev. If Rusev wins, he gets to tear up the uh, agreement completely, you know, and do all this story, whatever. If you ask me if I was to card how Monday Night Raw, I would have invited SmackDown Live back down they're there until Friday all state arena so anyways folks I'm starting to lose my train of thought <clears throat> so I think it's that time when I say if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say and I got three choice words for him made you look I'm not done with my review just yet you want to improve stuff on WWE that's easy. Suggest things, and it might actually come true. It might take six months. We don't want to rub a lamp and then I pop out, okay? Because if I were, you know, if I or should I be suggestive, then the answer is yes. What to improve upon Monday Night Raw instead of it being feeling like a fucking choker? Well, angel fishes. Demon fishes, all kinds of fishes, goldfishes, it doesn't matter. The point that I'm about to make is bring someone that can bring ratings to your show. Do not try and fuck up what was on Fox, Hunter, you asshole. If CM Punk is there, can he remain civil? I don't even see CM Punk showing up. But if you're trying to kill ratings, you might as well have just done that, you know, inviting yourself to the show that which houses CM Punk. I don't know how this relationship's going to work. But, folks, I can guarantee you, watching Monday Night Raw is like trying to get through a nap and the kids just constantly pound at your head and be like, Man, I wish I could find me a private space. The reason why Monday Night Raw, watching it, is a chore. Mm. Well, (laughs) 
if you had to sit for three hours and report the content to the audience, you better make some surefire way of becoming interesting instead of doing, you know, taking a step backwards and there's an automatic promo in the middle of the ring. Like, no thanks, man. But anyways, for real this time, actually no. I believe in the sense that Monday Night Raw is losing out ratings to Monday Night Football because a lot of people will tune in and watch sports. Yes, wrestling is a sport. Sometimes it's difficult to watch said sport because we're having town hall meetings and all kinds of pleasant bullshit that's going around and in the atmosphere. I'm all for positivity, don't get me wrong. But lately, there's just nothing there for us as fans. Like, okay, so we got one match. I don't look at the fucking spoiler alerts. But what I do do is I... (laughs) What I am is nothing but consistent. So, there you go. I have a podcast. I run it every... Monday and Wednesday. So if you want to tune in, you're more than welcome to call in. And of course, you can definitely find some of the archived episodes in iTunes for free, my friends, for free. All right, folks, that'll do her. If you didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds had to say, I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And Lady Lynn. And if you didn't like what Miss Lady Lynn had to say, well, then call me what you want, but don't call this lady crazy. You heard it first, folks. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, all right, folks. That'll do it for today. Catch us next week when Lady Lynn, on author, uh, also on author of Censored and various other things. So be careful, folks. It is Thanksgiving. Be thankful for your families. And, you know, I love y'all. I got to go to sleep. My ass is tired. And that's that, folks. Take it.